0: to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Hello and welcome to episode number 63 of Date Yourself Radio. My name is Veronica Grant and I'm a love and life coach for smart, ambitious women who feel like they have it all except for that one thing. Okay, so anyone listening to this, if you've had a bad breakup or just one too many dates that went nowhere, and you feel like you've just done everything to find a meaningful relationship, you've done all the dating things, you've taken all the dating breaks, and you're just kind of at a point where you're like, well, now what do I do? I've just done everything. If that's you, then I want you to sign up for the Meaningful Love Meditation Challenge and get five days of unique meditation specifically designed to help you effortlessly bring in more love into your life. So through these five meditations, you'll learn how to let go of old relationships and let go of overthinking, overanalyzing, and you'll learn how to feel more confident and tap into who you are so you can act like who you are as you rock your way towards finding love. You can totally do this. And I don't know if I mentioned, but it's free. So yes, you can afford it. So to join us for the Meaningful Love Meditation Challenge, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash meditation. And this challenge is ongoing, so no matter when you listen to this episode, just go over there and grab it so you're not going to be late or anything. Meditation one lands in your inbox right after you sign up, and then you get day two, day three, day four, and day five each day after the day one. All right. All right. So I'm so excited for today's episode. It's a topic that comes up a lot with my clients and just from emails and questions that I get from the community. And so when I met Julia, who supports single moms, I knew I wanted to have her on the show to talk to you about being a single mom and dating. Now, if you're not a single mom, I promise you that this show is still relevant because honestly, a lot of the stuff that she talks about can, it goes much deeper and well beyond just the fact of trying to date as a single mom. And you'll kind of get what I mean when I um, give you the questions to consider. But before we get there, I just want to tell you a little bit about Julia. So Julia is a blogger. She's a podcast host, author, and life coach for single parents. She became a single mom in 2013 when her daughter was just a few months old. And she created the Single Mother Survival Guide in 2016 to assist newly single moms in all things they may need to know. It aims to inform single mothers on relevant issues, support single moms on their journey, inspire them, and motivate them to create the single, happy mother life that they want. And by providing a community for single moms and providing honest, inspirational content through her website, blog, podcast, and social media, she creates an amazing community and support system for single moms. She lives in Sydney, Australia with her daughter. All right. So as you're listening into this episode, I want you to consider these questions are you dating just because you feel like you should be dating or because it's what you're supposed to be doing? I put that in air quotes, of course. And does dating seem like it's just too much for you or too much to manage, but yet you feel like, again, you should be dating so that you are and you're pushing other things to the back burner? Or maybe are you just dating because it's honestly the only excitement into your pretty autopilot, run-of-the-mill lifestyle? You do the same things every day at the same time, and dating just kind of spices it up a little bit. Do you feel any shame or feel like a failure for being a single mom? Or if whatever other status you have, if you're unemployed, if you just got laid off, if you're overweight, or however you categorize yourself, do you feel shame or like a failure for being that? And do you stress about when to introduce your partner to your kids? And do you feel guilty about dating as a single parent? Or do you feel guilty about dating when you feel like you should be doing something else? Or do you feel guilty about being so obsessed or so wrapped up in dating and relationships when you feel like you should just be happy or just be content with other things that you have going on in your life? So if you can answer yes, or relate to any of these questions that I asked, and you're going to love this episode, again, a single mom or not. So keep those questions in mind as we listen in to my interview with Julia. And let's get right to it. Hey, Julia, welcome to Date Yourself Radio. Hi, Veronica. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you on the show. And this is a hot topic in the Date Yourself world and I was just you know telling you offline I'll just tell everyone else that I am only a dog mom I don't have human (laughs) children (laughs) although getting a dog was a change of lifestyle I do not pretend to believe that it's as big of a change of lifestyle as having a child um and so we are going to talk all about today um dating as a um as a single mom and I think um I think that it's going to be a really fun and good conversation, and I'm excited to dive in. So before we get there, I'm just kind of curious to hear a little bit more about you, Julia, and if you could just share with the audience um, what you what you do in the world.
1: Yeah, so um, I've got a website, Single Mother Survival Guide, and basically I started it um, well, I started what I wished existed when I first became a single mum. And I think I've, I became a single mum in 2013. And I felt such a huge range of emotions. And I just I felt like I'd let everybody down. I felt like a failure. I felt shame. I felt you know, devastated. No one wants to be a single mom. No one It's no. no one says when I grow up, I want to be a single mom. You know, it's not sort of mm-hmm. your life goal. Right. But I think what I really felt was alone. And I felt like I had a lot of friends and I had a lot of uh, single friends. I had a lot of married friends with kids, but I didn't really have any single mother friends. And so I just felt like I didn't have anyone that really understood exactly what I was going through you know and I tried to find books I tried about single parenting there really wasn't a lot out there it was you know maybe a chapter here or there and I just I wanted to connect with women who'd been through the same thing so I just sort of started this community for single mothers and that was just for my area and that's grown and then I just thought I want to start um, more of a, a website a blog a podcast for single mothers all over the world and I've got a background in psychology and coaching and i've just sort of turned it around now i'm basically a breakup recovery expert clarity coach for single mothers and it's just and and also help single dads too um but it's just about you know getting life back on track as a single mom and also initially helping with those sort of you know changes to your life and also helping people who aren't sure if they want to leave their partner and be single parents or not you know it's a huge yeah. huge decision so yeah it's um, um, I'm really enjoying it. And I think when women connect with other single mothers, it's, it's just life changing. So yeah, there's so many benefits to it. So I, it's really, yeah, I totally, to I
0: totally agree. And, and no matter what, you know, your, your community is just connecting with other women or just people who get where you are, whether it's other single moms or other single non moms or um, other, like, I don't know, yogis or people who want to, I don't know, climb Kilimanjaro it's just it's just having that community it just helps you to um you know manage the the just what you know what every day is like um to you know in that particular situation so yeah. I'm kind of curious other than the obvious of like you know being a single parent and and then having to manage just raising a child on your own what are some of the other struggles that single moms face once they become a
1: single mom I think one of the main things is the uh, stigma which is attached to being a single mother, which is really quite negative and it shouldn't be, but it's one of the things that really freaked me out when I first became a single mother. I just sort of thought that everybody would think that I was a failure at life, that I was uneducated, that I was barely keeping it together, that I was always exhausted, that I was a drain on the economy, you know, even thoughts like, oh, I should never have had a child. I thought people would think that of me. You know, and mm-hmm. the fact is that there is a really negative stigma about single mothers and a lot of people in the government and the media sort of don't help with this because they're quite vocal and because of that it gives it gives people sort of other people permission to think like that or to even think that what they're saying is a fact rather than it's just their opinion, you know, which is really sad. But um, that's one of the things that I've really struggled with and I remember... Um, when I first became a single mom in 2013 there was this guy in the United States actually and he's a Baptist leader and he said something like um, all all single mothers should give their children up for adoption so that they can be raised in uh, Christian households with family values you know and at the time yeah and (laughs) at the time that really like it upset me so much I cried and cried and I thought this is what people are going to think of me you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's devastating but now that I've sort of come out of that initial phase and look, he's not the only one to have said it. And like even recently in Australia, a guy said a couple of weeks ago that single mothers are lazy and ugly. And like, it's just so (laughs) ignorant and just ridiculous, you know, but at the time, like when you're first a single mom, these things really affect you because that's like, you're thinking that that's what everyone else is thinking. And then it's kind of confirmed in your head and you just have to realize that it's not true. You know, it's not true at all. And actually, I don't know what the statistics are in America, but um, in Australia, it's single parent families are the fastest growing family unit, you know, and 15 percent of kids are raised in single parent households. And it's just, you know, it's sad, but it's becoming more normal and it's becoming more more common, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that was a big thing. I mean, yeah, obviously, being a single parent, it, it is difficult. There's, well, there's the lack of time as well. Like, especially if right. you're like me, I've got my child 100% of the time, pretty much. It's you have to do everything yourself. So, you know, you've got to make a living, you've got to raise your children, you've got to do all the house um, administration stuff, you've got to do the, you know, domestic chores. You've got to. There's a lot of pressure, and I think on women is in general just to you know get enough sleep, enough exercise. You're trying to fit everything in. It's um, it's tough. And then I think yeah. the other main thing um is not having the emotional sort of connection with someone, someone that you can debrief with at the end of the day and just sort of say, oh, like, you know, this is what my child, this is what our child did today. Like, it was really hard. What should we do? Like, you don't have anybody to talk things over with or to debrief with or even to celebrate the positive things, Right. You know?
0: So, right. I think that's such a – I love all of these things. I mean, this is such – this, these are such good, good points. Let's, um, I kind of want to break them down a little bit. So starting with the, the stigma, and I, th- I think so many things you said, you just kind of hit the nail right on the head. So how did you begin to, um, you know, first cope with the, the guilt and then essentially get to the other side of it, um, to where, you know, when people say crazy things, you can just kind of laugh them off as being ignorant. It doesn't, you know, trigger you anymore.
1: Yeah, it's really hard. It was really, really hard for me and it took me a long time. And uh-huh. I think, I think I've just sort of convinced myself in my head because if you look at the evidence, like why, what is it that we have done that is, that makes us bad, you know, like so many people put that single mother and bad mother like synonymous, you know, really? and it's just not true because in the in actual fact it's like we mothers single mothers and single fathers should be treated completely equally and just equally as parents for that matter like i'm a mom who happens to be single that's it we're all the same and our relationship status actually has nothing to do with our quality of life our ability to raise a child our intelligence you know it's just mm-hmm. it makes me pretty mad and i think in my eyes when i look at it like i've surrounded myself in with so many single mothers over the years like hundreds of them and what I've actually seen is that single mothers, like we're strong, we're independent, we're smart, we're loving women who would do absolutely anything for our children, you know, just like any mother, we're not mm-hmm. failures. And in actual fact, we're we're actually successes for getting ourselves out of a toxic relationship and doing what's best for our kids. You know, it's easy for people to look at us and say, oh, that it's sometimes it can be. Um, sort of come across as a really easy decision, like, oh, they just left their marriage or their relationship. But in actual fact, it's a really, really, you know, it's a huge decision that most women think about for years. Mm -hmm. And they're often in a really, really toxic or unhealthy, even domestic violent relationship. And it takes a lot of strength to get out of that, you know. So all the women, I think, surrounding yourself with other single mothers will, will show you and make you realize that Being a single mom represents courage, strength, and um, independence, resourcefulness, you know. And if you surround yourself with other single moms, you're going to see that. All the single moms are absolutely amazing, killing it at life, you know, like just taking care of everything themselves. I think we're pretty amazing, actually. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, I I, I totally agree. And I love it. So, so, you know, it sounds like it it was just like a lot of... um, thought repatterning repatterning yeah. which is you yeah. know a lot of a lot of the work kind of work that I do with my clients like okay so, or clients say so you you think one thing and it's a negative thought and you just redirect it to um, you know something believable but positive that like you know it was a really strong and hard decision to decide to you know leave your relationship and you know I think there's a stigma or belief that it's it's better to stay until the kids grow up or Um, you know, go off to college or something like that. But, you know, that's not, I I mean, I I don't want to say blanket statements, but usually it seems like that's not true. And so you're, it seems like you're taking like the harder, less traveled route, um, which which makes you um, stronger and independent and smart and resourceful, which are amazing attributes. Exactly.
1: Um, Yeah, I think, um, you know, bravery and strength and that, you're exactly right. Like, it's it's much, much better for children to be raised in a happy home. And if that's in two separate houses or in, you know, one house with primarily one parent, that is so much better for children right. than to be in a, an environment that's toxic or, you know, um, where they're witnessing um, domestic violence or, you know, thinking that screaming at each other and treating each other disrespectfully or not speaking at all is normal like we don't want to raise our children like that we want to be positive role models right. and positive women for our children
0: right
1: right yeah yeah
0: so let's um let's transition because I think you know one thing that or at least the first thing that women always ask me when um you know they say they're single moms and they want to date is this issue of time um and so can you talk a little bit about that. Like how do you manage your time especially if you want to date and you have the kids um you know solely by yourself either 100% of the time or a lot of the time? How do you manage that?
1: Um it's it's hard, but yeah. I think first of all, you have to ask yourself if you are in the right headspace to actually want a relationship because if you are not, you're not going to want to make the time to do it, mm-hmm. you know. So you really want to be in a situation where you're not you're not looking at um, filling a void or just having a relationship for the sake of it or because there's any pressures on you from anybody else. You really be want to be in the situation where you're feeling so great in life and having a relationship is only going to add the icing on the cake, you know. Yeah. So if you're in that headspace, then you're going to be a lot more willing to make compromises and to – fit that sort of thing into your life. So having a relationship, putting in that effort, it's not easy. And, you know, life as a single parent can be hard. You know, you might have your kids all the time. You not, you might not have much support in babysitting or you can't afford babysitters all the time. You're probably tired. You probably have a lot going on. But at some point, if you want a relationship, you really have to put in some effort. The relationship you you know, you're not going to meet the right guy just turning up at your door and the right relationship is not going to feel like a drain. Um, it's going to really add value to your life. So it is hard at first. And I went through a stage where I thought I don't have time for dating. I like, I've got enough on my plate. I don't have the time dating, you know, Online dating is probably like the number one way people meet Mm -hmm. people these days. And I'd rather hang out with people that I know and that I like than some weirdo off an internet dating site. But I think what you can do, I mean, the beauty about online dating is that you can get to know somebody quite well before you actually meet. So you don't want to be wasting your time with people who firstly... Um, are not interested in having children or that would not date someone that have a child. So I think that's very important to bring up with when with someone when you're online dating, because Mm. you don't want to get to that date. And then they go, Oh, you have a child. And then, you know, you're wasting both of your time, and especially your time, because you don't have very much of it. So try to get someone quite well before you actually go on a date with someone, then you have to like, you have to kind of pull in your resources. So for me, I mean, I'm lucky I've got most of my family is not near me but I've got my dad and my stepmom near me and you know they're quite supportive of the fact that um they do want me to have a relationship so they would much rather babysit for me um when I'm going on a date than if I'm going out with my girlfriends you know (laughs) so I think if you have that support like use it and people don't like to ask but you know you just um you have to if you don't ask um no no one will know really how they can help you so and, you know, lead on your friends. You can ask your friends. I think another real um, something that was just so beneficial to me was making friends with other single moms because we've got all these babysitting, swapping arrangements. It doesn't cost you a cent. And, mm. you know, you can have your their kids for a sleepover. Um, they can have yours, you know, and you swap. And even making friends with the um, the parents of the kids at school or daycare, you know, and Just having that sort of support network around you is just going to make it cheaper and easier for you. So you've got to kind of find a support network, whether that is family or friends or um, a great babysitter that you can call on that you trust. And you've just got to get yourself out there. You've got to make the time because it's easy to just say, oh, it's too hard. I don't have enough time. Like, yeah, it's busy. Life is busy. You have to put yourself out there.
0: I, I love these suggestions because when people ask me this again as only a dog mom where I can leave <laughs> him alone I mean not forever but for certainly for a few hours for sure um, you know people say, well how do I do it? I'm like, well you know I, I do suggest the online dating and Skyping a couple times before you meet someone, which is also a great filter, you know, for people who aren't serious, they're not going to want to Skype with you a couple times before you actually meet up. So it's kind of a win win. Um, Yeah, but I never thought of the idea of, you know, having a network of other single mom friends, because they get it. And like, you know you would because they understand like where you are like they would they want to help you because they care about you so of course they'll watch your kid and you know then you'll be wanting to watch their kid when you know your friend has a you know an opportunity for a date Um, exactly I, I love that so you know, I asked this question in my the Facebook group, like, what would you want to ask a single mom expert? <laughs> and so I got a lot of questions. And, you know, one of the questions, um, or not a one, but some of the themes of the questions that were coming up were like, you know, how do you keep it light and easy without expectations that weigh things down? And, um, and you know, like, I want a relationship, but can't really add another responsibility to my plate. So, you know, it sounds like that, you know, people who are asking these themselves these types of questions it seems to me, according to what you're saying, is that maybe dating isn't a priority for them and it's okay to not have yeah. dating be yeah. a priority. Is that is is that what you would definitely.
1: say? Well, I think, um, yeah, I think in terms of the response, if people are feeling like they can't add another responsibility, definitely, I think the thing, main things to think about are, are you in the right headspace? And secondly, you have to put in the effort, you know, like you have to at some point, if you want that, you have to sort of prioritize it a little bit. In terms of... Um, you know, keeping it light and easy without expectations, I think that's a hard one. You know, I think as single parents, it's easy for us and in some ways essential actually um, to think about the future and how a this person that you sort of might be going into a relationship with um, would fit into your life. But you also have to sort of relax a little bit And if you don't rush into introducing your kids to that person that you're dating, then this is going to help with that as well. So to just enjoy the moment, be present, don't worry too much about the future at the start, get to know the person as a person first, not as a, you know, future potential father figure or role model. But, you know, of course you need to be alert and aware and notice things that might be red flags for you. But just at this stage, I think just take notes, stay open and see what happens before you sort of start stressing about the future and just try to relax don't overanalyze and just enjoy the early days of getting to know someone. And you can worry about the future when it comes up. There's no point worrying about it now. And then again, when it's actually something you need to really think deeply about.
0: Mm, That's, I mean, that's like good advice just for anyone, (laughs) you know, like how often do you, do we go on a date with, you know, someone for the first time and you're like already trying on their last name and it's like, you don't even know what kind of food he likes. Yeah, (laughs) 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 Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) But also like, I think, um, you have to sort of come to the realization that you have to take a risk. And it's really it's really hard to do this, especially if you've come from a situation where you've been burnt or you've had a really toxic relationship. It's Mm -hmm. scary. It's really scary because you're not only thinking about yourself, but you're probably mainly thinking about how this could affect your children. And it's really hard, but you have to sort of realize that no one knows what's going to happen in the future but the advantage of being a single parent is that most of us are on high alert for any red flags or warning signs or characteristics that you definitely do not want in a relationship or in a potential future father sort of bigger role model so you just have to trust yourself and know that you're making the right choices for you at that moment in time
0: yeah yeah Mm.
1: um
0: I love that. So you you kind of brought up the kids thing for a second. So, um, you know, is there a role to when you introduce the kids? Or is it kind of like,
1: depends on the situation? Or does it depend on the person? I think it's a it's a really hard one and, yeah, every situation is different. I think you definitely don't want to rush into this. To me, introducing a new partner to your children is a really big deal. So particularly at the, if they're at the age of understanding what's going on. So the last thing you want to do is bring in a new partner every few months, you know, because um, it needs to be done slowly, it needs to be done carefully and children can get quite attached to people quickly. So there's no... There's no perfect answer or time frame, but I will tell you five things that I do recommend people to consider. So the first one is the age of your children. So this is really going to determine how and when you introduce a new partner to them. So, for example, my daughter's quite little. She just turned four yesterday. So if I was going to introduce a new partner, I'd keep it very basic, I'd introduce this person initially as my friend, you know, and then sort of slowly start to integrate them in my life. I certainly wouldn't be showing this other person any affection in front of my daughter straight away. Mm-hmm. If your kids are older, I think it's actually a really good idea to chat to them about your plans to start dating so that it's not a huge shock to them when you suddenly introduce them to someone, you know, you don't want them to feel blindsided or or rejected. So if you are dating someone and you can see a potential long term future with them, start introducing that person into conversation with your kids, you know, and just sort of get about it that way. If you have a baby though, like it's probably not as it's not as big a deal because they Mm -hmm. don't obviously understand what's going on. The second thing that you want to think about is um the amount of time that's passed since your separation or since you've become a single parent. So a lot of people have been single for many years and they're like, yes, I'm ready to get out there and start meeting a good, great person, you know. But you have to really consider the fact that your kids might still be grieving because they might have had no idea of the extent of how unhappy you both were. So they're still coming to terms with uh, all the changes and the fact that their parents are separating or getting divorced. And so in this sort of scenario, it's better to wait because you really want to be respectful of the feeling to the feelings of your children. And there's no rush to introduce them to anyone new and, you know, create more sort of stress or questions in their lives. And, yeah, so I think that's something really important. The other thing that I think you need to consider when you are introducing a partner um, is the level of commitment of the new relationship. So I think, as I said, everyone's different. Um, personally, I take introducing a new partner to my child very very seriously and as a child of divorce myself I know how hurtful it can be to have new partners of my parents sort of come and go you know and as I said children can feel really attached to people and new partners quite quickly mm-hmm. so you want to avoid your children feeling like they're going through another divorce or losing another loved one so some questions to ask yourself are: um, you know can I really see a future with this person am I looking at having a long-term relationship with this person how will this person fit in with our lives? Will this person create a positive impact in my life? And also, are we in a committed relationship? Are we both on the same page? You know, those sorts of questions. If you're answering yes to most of these questions and you feel like you've got to know them quite well, then, you know, you might be ready to introduce them. The other way you need to, the other thing you need to think about is the best way to introduce them. So, the, the, I think the first meeting should be kept quite brief. You know, you don't want to go on like a weekend away camping or something with your kids. Like just keep it really brief. You don't want too much pressure on anyone. Yeah. So maybe you could get someone, like if you've, if you know, been dating a guy for what you like and you're thinking you might want to introduce him to your children, then maybe get him to come over before you go out, you know, just sort of pop by for 10 minutes and then you both go out for dinner or whatever Um, while the child's at home with the babysitter. Or you could do a really fun activity, like you could go, um, you know, you could go to a theme park or you could see a show or, um, I don't know, some sort of activity, go to a park or bowling or you just, you don't want too much pressure or intensity, like sitting down for a meal might be a little bit too much and a little bit too awkward, you know, right, so just right. something fun. And the other thing, the last thing that I think is important is just take your time. So once once you have introduced that person to your children, move forward really slowly. So having this person sort of involved in your life every single day is not ideal. You just, you don't want them to, you don't want your kids to feel confused or like they've been replaced or, or even that their other parent is being replaced. So, you know, and they will sort of take time to get used to it as well. They might feel resentful or jealous or, um, you know, that their relationship with you even is threatened. So just try and put yourself in their shoes and re- remember that you're sort of being a role model for them. So um, yeah, I think, Introducing a new partner is definitely something that you want to put a lot of thought into. So Mm -hmm. every situation is different, but those are some things to think about and just take your time and do it slowly. I know many women that I've spoken to have started dating someone and introduced their kids quite quickly and the relationship has ended and they've regretted it. Mm. So usually people do it once and then they don't do it again for a while. So yeah, Yeah, just be careful. Mm.
0: So what do you find to be like, again, like I know this is Going to be very generalized, but like ballpark. Like, would it be like three months or longer than that, or shorter than that, or six months? And I would say it's right,
1: yeah, it's right. Three to six months, I'd okay. say. Okay. Yeah, um, definitely not in the first month because also at the sure. start, everything's great, you know, like and then it's only really after three to six months that you might start seeing sides to a person that you don't really like or, right. you know, and that you might start really thinking about the relationship as maybe this isn't as great as I thought or you can see more warning signs and go, No, I'm out, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want someone with this sort of personality characteristic. So I think definitely three to six months when you feel like you've got to know the person quite well, definitely.
0: Good. I love that. That is such great actionable tips and advice for, um, single moms listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> you kind of hit on it a little bit and I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into it. But one one person asked, um, in the Facebook group, um, that she deals with the guilt of, um, basically, you know, she doesn't have a lot of free time because she's working and, you know, trying to manage the house and just doing the day to day of taking care of kids. So she feels the guilt of, you know, not spending all of her free time or taking away some of that free time she has to have with her child to date or to be with a partner. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, how to manage the, the guilt? And, you know, I mean, I think there's some bigger things that we could go into here, but I just kind of want to get your two cents on that first.
1: Well, in terms of the guilt, um, as a single mom, you've, you've, we've got a lot of pressure. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, you know, um, mm-hmm. especially if we we're with our kids the majority of the time, because I mean, for me, like I'm the only sort of permanent, you know, uh, constant person in my daughter's life. So, but you have to sort of, um, you know, you have to sort of tell yourself that your children are always going to be your priority and everybody knows that, but you have to give yourself a break. And I mean that physically and mentally. So mentally, like you have to stop that negative talk in your head, stop being so hard on yourself and stop telling yourself that you shouldn't be doing something for yourself because it's just not true. You deserve to go out. You deserve to do something for yourself. You deserve to be happy, you know, in a relationship. And if you end up in a great relationship long-term, um, your kids can really benefit from this too. But I also want to make the point that I don't think you should be with someone who makes you feel guilty. So, you know, for spending time with your kids and it's absolutely not on. And I think honestly, if the guys that you're dating um, don't get that, then you're dating the wrong guys. So Mm -hmm. I do, Mm -hmm. I do hear about it a lot and there are guys out there that make women feel guilty. Um, But there's also a lot of great guys out there who do understand. And the fact is, if you're with someone who doesn't get it, then they don't really deserve to be with you for a second longer because I think it says a lot about them as a person and as a partner that you don't want, which are things like lack of respect for your situation or, you know, lack of compassion and lack of maybe a long-term vision with you because how would that work if they're not understanding of that? Like you can't live with someone who's going to be like acting like a child and saying, oh, you know, why are you spending time with them and not me? Like they're and, uh, you know, I think – Everyone's different and maybe they're obviously just not sort of in the point in their life where they can empathise and relate to that, um, in which case it probably won't work. But the right guy is going to love you, he's going to love your kids eventually and he's going to love everything that you offer as a package. So I think looking for someone who's a little bit more, a little older or, not even age really, just a little more mature and maybe Mm -hmm. with a little bit more life experience might prevent this. And -hmm. for me, um, it's a real positive if they have their own children because they're more understanding of my situation because they can relate to it. So I was going
0: to ask you that if if you specifically tried to date other single dads.
1: Yeah, I I do. I've dated um, uh, since becoming a single mom. I've dated one guy who wasn't a like – So we dated for six months. He wasn't a dad. Uh, He was, I have to say, absolutely amazing and completely understanding and not at all making me feel guilty. I don't have a bad word to say about that guy at all. He was amazing. Um, I have dated a couple of important thing to remember, by the way, is just because they're a parent doesn't make them normal. So I've dated, I've been on a few dates with dads (laughs) and I was shocked, you know, like really shocked, bad experiences. And I thought, whoa. Whoa you know, like the first guy I only went on one date with and the second guy we dated for about three weeks and I was just like far out. This is just, you know, I can't deal with this guy, but now I'm dating someone actually, it's pretty new, but he's got two kids and my preference would be to date someone with children because they do understand. And you've already Mm -hmm. got that thing in common, you know? And, but yeah, that's not to say that there are, there aren't guys out there that don't have kids that aren't amazing as well, but yeah, yeah, I think it's probably got more chance of meeting someone amazing and understanding um, if they're a parent as well.
0: Yeah. And, and what else do you look for in a partner as a single mom? <clears throat>
1: Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, I'm just recovering. From my it's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I think everyone has different criteria for um, what to look for. For me, sure. I think things you should look for firstly – someone who's going to be a good role model for your children. So if this ends up being a long-term relationship, they might having might end up having a real sort of substantial role in your child's life. So you really want to make sure that they are going to have a positive impact on your child's life. And I really think this is absolutely essential for me because you don't want to bring – I don't want to bring someone in who's going to be a negative influence. So I want someone who likes kids and who is going to impact positively on my life. If someone is like a great partner for me um, – but I can see that they are not good with kids or they don't, you know, they're maybe not, maybe they don't have a lifestyle that I would particularly want my daughter to look up to. Then it's a no, it's a sort of deal breaker for me. Um, And I think secondly, well, like anyone else, you want someone who shares common values, you know, and you know, it's fine not to agree on everything, but you need to work out what is essential to you. And I think as a parent, one of the main things is their parenting style. So, especially if they're a parent too. So if you end up living with this guy, then the way he parents is going to affect you and your children and you might end up having children together too. So you really want to make sure you're with someone that's sort of on the same page or someone who parents similarly to you or someone who you sort of respect as a parent because if you see the way that they interact with their children and you don't like it, um, well, for me, that's a deal breaker. I'm not going to put myself in that situation, you know, so Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that. Um, um, so and maybe this is like a, a bigger question, but you know, you know, after you left your relationship, um I think your it was your marriage, right? Um Yeah, no, we weren't married. We were just Okay, yeah, okay, we weren't married. Okay, so how did um how did you know when you were ready to, to date again? You know, keeping in mind that you had a child this time, it wasn't just normally getting over a I don't, know, I don't want to say like a regular breakup, but you, you get what I mean.
1: <laughs> I totally get, well, I think it is completely different. Like a yeah. breakup, a breakup with children. I mean, a separation or divorce is with children is one of the most stressful things anybody can go through, you know? And I think,
0: um,
1: even if you have, um, you know, you feel really wounded by what's happened, you, you will eventually start feeling ready to date again. And it, it did, it took me a very long time to get to this point and, Um, after my separation from my daughter's father, I was quite scarred actually, not only from that relationship with him, but uh, sort of relationships that I'd had in the past. And I really had this pattern in the past of going from one long-term relationship to the next, um, you know, just without Mm -hmm. sort of working on myself and filling that void. So I mentioned that guy before that I started dating, um, the guy that didn't have children and you know, we date, we started dating about two years after my separation, but all these issues that I hadn't really resolved from previous relationships uh, resurfaced. And I realized that I did need more time and I needed more time to work on myself. And I wasn't ready to repartner with anyone. And it was only Mm -hmm. really about six months that I got to the point where I felt really good about the idea of repartnering. But I still sort of had that sort of negative mindset where I thought, um, you know, I don't have, who has time or money for dating when they're raising children. I've got to, I've got my job, I've got to pay bills. I've got to try and get enough exercise, sleep, you know, there was so much things to worry about. And I went on a few dates and I just sort of did realize I was like, no, I just, I'd rather spend time with my daughter and people I already know and like than, Mm -hmm. um, someone I don't know. But I think over time, like, I don't know, your 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 focus sort of changes because I think at the beginning, well after that you sort of think like maybe I should, like it's what I should be doing. Um, you like I thought, you know, I should want to find someone. One day my daughter's gonna grow up. I don't want to be alone. I want someone to share my life with and I, you know, maybe want to have more children one day. So, you know, maybe I should actively put in the effort. But even that sort of it wasn't really good enough to be honest. I think like for me now I'm at a I'm at a point where I really want to put the effort in to find someone right for me rather than feeling it's what I should be doing or like what other people think I should be doing. And I feel really excited about that part of my life. And I think like, you know, if you've passed through the sort of grief cycle of, um, you know, breaking up and dealing with that breakup and you've worked on having a positive, um, you know, being in a positive headspace and on finding yourself and being the main thing, being really happy on your own and in your own skin then you're probably ready. But I think you really need to start dealing with um, everything that's happened in the past. And so many women just sort of want to get out there and just go for it. But you're just setting yourself up for failure really yeah. because, yeah, you just want to be in a good headspace. You want to yeah. feel good about it and you want to be feeling so happy in your already amazing life that it's just like the icing on the cake. But, you know, you don't want to feel like you should or, you know, you need someone or whatever. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't I, know. It is hard. I, I love
0: that. I mean, that's exactly what I teach. So often we, um, and and just not just single moms that do this, but mm-hmm. you know, life seems just like on autopilot or something, and like a man will shake it up or make it interesting or make it feel complete, but it doesn't do that. No, no, no. It, it, it usually just um, messes it all up, and then you know, without doing that work that you're talking about, you know, on yourself, it just repeats the same pattern over and over again. So I love that exactly. you. I love that you shared that because it's it's so important. Um, So the last um, little piece that I have for you is um, so how do you um, ensure or maybe what or I'm also curious to hear maybe what other single moms that you've worked with do? How do you ensure that your child gets a positive male uh, role model in their life?
1: You mean in terms of if
0: you're in a relationship? No, no, no. In terms of like, you know, if you're a single mom and you want your child to have a male role model um, and, and maybe you're not dating anyone at the time, or at least not anyone that she knows about, um, is that something that's important to to you? And if so,
1: like, how do you how do you ensure that happens? It is important to me, but I also think, you know, a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves if they don't have that and they mm-hmm. feel really guilty about it. And okay. I think you know, the main thing is that your children have one loving parent in their life. And that's all that matters. I think if you are in a situation where you do have men around you, definitely involve them in your life. Like, I mean, I'm lucky I've got, I've I've got a dad and I've got three brothers, you know, so my Mm. daughter has three amazing uncles who just love her to bits. And my dad is really good with her as well. And she spends a lot of time with him. Um, And, you know, she does have her dad in her life. He's just not, that present like they only see each other every two months so but you know they speak on the phone I think I think the main thing as well is like try not to teach your children and you're probably not doing this consciously but you might be doing it subconsciously by things that you're saying like you don't want them to think that men are bad yeah you know because that's I think a lot of you know a lot of people might say something without even realizing that implies that men are bad and you know you might be you might have come out of a terrible situation and there are men out there that are bad but there's women out there who are bad as well you know yeah, so like you don't want them to sort of grow up this feeling of like oh men are bad you know because that's not very healthy i think if you have male friends um you know my daughter's got friends who um have you know just a dad and um no mum in their life anymore they have she has friends all sort of different family types you know friends with two mums and friends with mum mm-hmm. and dad who are together and um, I think, yeah, teaching them that there are very, like all different family types and nothing is normal. Like any, anything right. is normal these days, you right. know? Right. But I think um, I do try to keep my male friends involved in my daughter's life. And she does, like, yeah, I think she gets a lot of love and attention from males yeah and I do mm-hmm. try to teach her like I don't like that men aren't bad you yeah. know and she's kind of going through a phase at the moment where I think it's just her age though it's nothing to do with um, a serious problem or anything but she's like I don't like boys you know <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> boys are great I'm like we have friends who are boys and who are girls you know like uh, <laughs> um yeah I don't know just trying to teach them the right thing I guess yeah and being a role model I, yeah. for them as well
0: I love that. And I don't claim to be a parenting expert at all. But, you know, I've worked with enough women to know how, you know, having a lack of a certain type, a lack of a positive female or a positive role model in your life or just seeing unhealthy behaviors can have, you know, really damaging effects on on us as adults. And usually it is like
1: operating at that subconscious level. Um, yeah. So... I so, I well, so it's kind of like that. when women, it's kind of like the body image thing. Like yeah. so many women feel bad about their bodies and they might say, oh, I feel so fat today without even realizing what they're saying. And then the kids are like worried about their weight. Right. You know, like, right. yeah, it's right. with anything, I guess. Yeah. You just this, have to be careful what you yeah. say. This, yep. No, it's the. Same thing. Well, I so appreciate yeah. you coming
0: onto the show today. This was so helpful. And I really, um, I mean, I hope, but I also know that it will help so many of the single moms listening uh, to this show. Um, and before I let you go, my last question I love to ask my guests is what is your favorite way to treat yourself?
1: Oh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a list. <laughs> um. Well, you can't beat a glass of champagne in the bath. Um That's I think true. as a single mum, <laughs> you you can't you might you have to make do with um you know, you can't always get out and do what you want to do. So, so I love I love having a bath. I love a glass of wine in the bath, reading a book. Um that's probably my favorite. I also won't say no to a facial. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like the I like the gym. That's really my time out. I try to go a few times a week and just um you know more more for mental health than anything and right. just like to me, that's a trait. Just any time by myself is a trait. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. As, an, as, an, as an introvert, again, I don't have a kid. But as an introvert, I love time by myself as well. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little too much. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's nothing um, wrong with time by yourself. Yeah, well, thank
0: you so much again for coming on the show. And if, um, you know, my listeners want to find you on the internet or connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my, they can email me. My email is Julia at single mother survival or my website. Um, they can go to my website, which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide mother survival guide, and they can find all my social media links on there as well.
0: Awesome. So, and we'll have all yeah. of those links on the show notes for everyone listening. So you can grab those as well. All right. Well, thank you so much again for coming. This was so great. And I so appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. Thank you for listening
0: to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating.